0: Sorry, I blacked out there. Oh, sorry, mate. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. My name's Darren Connell, and this is Straight White Whale, and this is episode 31. So that's amazing. Thank you very much. And I also want to thank everybody that's liked and reviewed the podcast last week. We seem to have had a Uh, rush kind of new followers and likes and stuff so thank you very much and if you listen to the podcast and you enjoy it and you've not liked it or reviewed it or followed it can you please do that because it's keeping us alive and we'll be able to keep doing this weekly so thank you very much and this week we've also got a sponsor so uh, they're behind me there i don't know if it's top left or top right the other side
1: that side? Yep, there you go. <laughs>
0: there we go. I'm <laughs> blind as fuck. Um, we've got a new sponsor, so it's P&N Bathrooms. They're in Kirk and Tullock Road in Bishop Briggs. If you're needing your bathroom done, uh, tiled or a new bath, a new shower, get in touch with them. Their details will pop up on the screen. Do you know how I know that they're a good business? Because they've done my ma's bathroom. So there we go. I only get people to sponsor the podcast that I know and they gear a good product. So, no, PNN Bathrooms and Kirkie Road is a good dude. And if you're needing a turn, just say, I was listening to Don Connell's podcast and I need a fucking bath. So, there we go. And I'll suck his banger as well. So, (laughs) (laughs) and by the way, that doesn't mean that we're not going to mention Brothers in Arms. Um, Brothers in Arms are still an amazing charity. And if you're struggling with your mental health or if you need help, get in touch with them. They've also got a podcast and they do a podcast. Well, Paul does their podcast. So follow them in their social media. Just Google it, Brothers in Arms. Listen to previous podcasts. They've got an app. So getting about them as well. So there we go. So this is episode 31. And there has been a eventful week. How are you, Paul? I'm
1: good, mate. So what's the eventful week? What's been happening?
0: I've got a list of things that we're gonna go through. Okay. First and foremost, I'm not very good at promotion. So I need to promote my tour. It's coming up. The first night is next week in Greenock it's uh, Saturday the 18th, no, sorry, Friday the 17th of June, and I'm just going to be honest with you, I'm on the verge of pulling it, like, ticket sales are terrible, and I don't really know how that's happened, I think there's been, I don't want to get into it, but I don't know what's happened, and I've only sold something like 18 tickets, so by the time the venue take a cut and then the person that's helping me run it take a cut and then I need to pay a support act, I'll end up out a pocket and I, I, I can't afford to be out a pocket, considering the situation that we're all living in in the world. So um, if you would like, I've had a lot of people in my life in the last couple of months saying that they're coming to the gig, and they're going to buy tickets and nobody's bought a ticket. So, I don't know if they're being nice and they're just saying that or they're hoarding off to the last minute. I think there's a lot of pals and stuff expecting free tickets. I can't afford to give free tickets because I get charged for it. That's how it works. If there's a venue taking a cut and then there's an agent taking a cut and I'm giving away free, free tickets, like, obviously, they're going to be raging and it'll mm-hmm. cost me money. So... And plus it's cheap as fuck anyway, so just buy a ticket and be a mate. So I'm going to get to Thursday, and if things don't improve, I'm going to cancel it. Look, it's not the end of the world. Um, the rest of the tour will go ahead, and shit happens, so there we go. So how do people buy tickets if they want to get a ticket sorted? That's another thing that's doing my fucking boxing, by the way. Uh, how do you get a ticket? How, where do I go? Do I have to drive to Greenock? Did I drive up to Greenock? How did I, get, did I get a taxi for Glasgow to Greenock <laughs> t- to the box office? Did they take chip and pin and all that? They still take money? Just go on the fucking website, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just Google Darren Connell Comedian Gigs. It's not that fucking hard. You know what? Don't come in a gig. Fuck off. Hey. Uh, Just Google it, Greenock Darren Connell, the ticket link will come up, it's on the Beacon Arts Centre website, it's on my social media, it's honestly, it's not that complicated, it's, like, why is it complicated? I don't know, mate. You must have got that with gigs, eh?
1: When I played in bands, Mm -hmm. mate, I sold almost every ticket myself, it was before the, really when i did gigs like that where i'd be selling meaningful amounts of tickets it was before the internet age but uh, but that was i bet you that was still annoying oh mate what a fucking bollock! the worst one the the worst one is i'm coming i'm coming right. right up to the day oh i'm not coming mate and you're like you can you can just say I'm not gonna, you know, I would rather that you just knew up front that you you're only gonna be there, rather than making promises that mm-hmm. tickets getting put aside and all that sort of shit. But the last big gig that I did in a band and we sold out the ABC, it was all done on the internet, mate, and it was so liberating in comparison to fucking text messages and yeah
0: emails. Thankfully, I've never had that experience, but I know a lot of people like my cousin and uh, Nathaniel Collins. In fact, I don't think he's like that now because he's established. Aye. But he was like, you know, 200 tickets he needs to sell to get paid on top of needing to train seven days a week, eat like a fucking machine. And then he's like, you know, people are like, how much do you get paid for that? Do you pay tax? Have you got an account? Where'd you stay? Are you fighting in Greenock? Are you going to fight before Dan's on stage? Are you coming up on stage with Dan in day 10 rounds with Bobby for What the fucking, the fucking... <sighs> here man I think I could take you mate I think I could take you in a 12 rounder man (laughs) anyway (laughs) here I got like that see when I was training with him I trained with him for a year and I remember audibly saying I think I could take you in a fight like no beat you I know that you would beat me but I think I could proper have a go at it, and he was like, "Ah, shut the fuck up!" Just because I was, fit, just I was fit as fuck and I was buzzing. Were, I was like, "Ah, nah, you were man, training. I could, mate. I think I could." And he's like, "Ah, shut up!" I was like, ah, "If it was a street fight, I would just grab you, man, wrestle you," and he's like, ah, you'd get fucking killed with one punch." And I was like, "Ah, I wouldn't let you punches, mate." And then we don't talk to each other anymore because I'm a fucking idiot. So He knocked you out. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> In the street. You ever seen the? Um, I've
1: had a couple of people that that's um, and I don't mind talking about. I won't name the guy, but I'll, I'll tell the story uh, in the hope that he does hear it and he's fucking embarrassed. Um, where I was doing a podcast for somebody, and uh, we did an episode with Chris Bungard. No, that's there's a few, so it doesn't really tell. But we went and did a, a vlog in his gym, so that narrows it down. You mm-hmm. can go and you can go and find it on Instagram if you want. I think I, I might have even shared that. Might yeah. even be on my timeline. And then um, on the way there, this fucking idiot was like, do you think I could take Chris? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Because the guy's big. And Aye. I was like, no. And he's like, how no? I'm like twice the weight of him. I was like, "I bet he's a professional fighter, mate. Yeah. I was like, you'll, you'll find out when you get in the gym. We went in and we did the vlog and they came out and we were getting in the motor and they was like, Aye, I couldn't take him, mate. One leg kick, like, and it was probably like 50% of Chris's power. And he was like, oofed. Out. No, I just felt it, felt the power, and just looked at me like, uh oh, like aye, and then they did like a wee sort of grapple on the ground, and Chris showed him a couple of chokes, and he was like, nah, I couldn't yeah. take, I couldn't take. I mean, it's, it's a different level, on top."
0: I went to train with, uh, Bung- uh, no, Bungard, sorry, Paul, Craig, uh, Craig, Craig, for a day. Aye, <laughs> Craig, Paul, Craig, my best friend. Um, we went to train for a laugh. And it was when I was really unfit as well So he was very kind with me Right And he he put me I was like, right, why don't we show you choking me out mm-hmm. And he never even finished it And I was like, stop We wee like, bit of pressure on the, I, on the throat I was like, nah I could feel a panic attack I, coming on
1: Your fight or flight
0: kicks in because it knows he could kill me here Yeah It was <laughs> Horrible So, obviously, I would never ever think that I could fight that guy. I know that I couldn't fight that guy, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, I could be out cold in five seconds. And I was like, Nah, mate, I can't do it. I was having a dry bulk and all that. I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) fucking mental. Literally
1: in panic, mate. He told me, he told a story in here in another podcast that he drives a smart car. All right. Right. He's no flashy. I quite quite admire that about him because, you know. Top 10 UFC, like, heavyweight guys yes. making money. Like, so he could be driving, you know, Range Rover and whatever, like everybody else, but he drives a smart car. they he said, they cut off a white van and they were, like, fucking rattling the horn and flashing the lights, you fucking prick, and then pulled up alongside them at the lights. <gasps> Seen who it was, my like, All right, big man. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, fucking, I'm going to punch fuck out this dick. You look in the smart car and it's, like, probably the best fighter in Scotland a like aye, but you got a day, mate. Yeah, the,
0: a I've never understood rage, Like, see, during lockdown, I, I used to work with a couple of lads, and the guy that was driving the van was constantly like fucking prick. And I'm like fucking state of you, mate. Don't get like, the horn off, mate. I will probably like oh, the fucking nick of you that you're getting in in Roadridge. Anyway, let's go through this list. <laughs> I need to give a shout out to Norm MacDonald. I don't know if I did it last week. He's got a new special on Netflix. As if you're a regular viewer or listener to this podcast, you'll know that Norm MacDonald is my hero. He's got a special on Netflix that he filmed during lockdown just before he passed away. And uh, it's lovely. Um, He filmed it in his house and it was very similar to like a Zoom gig because he couldn't get a crowd, it was just him, a microphone in front of a camera, and he did an hour of material, and then at the end, David Spade, Adam Sandler, Dave Chappelle, oh don't say his name, oh Dave Chappelle, don't say it, fuck it, oh burning hell, and uh, somebody else all (laughs) gave their opinion on Norm Macdonald, (laughs) and it was lovely. So it was filmed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ship, sh- Um I try to think of something. Worse than
0: Hitler. He's worse than Hitler. <laughs> um, so he filmed it in his house? Filmed it in his house. John lockdown? Yes. Right. I feel like. I feel like only him could do that. I mean, everyone knew mm. that it's the one he did before he passed away, but it was like it was so personal as well, see, for something such, on a big scale like Netflix, it was so, like, just so personal, and, like, I knew it's so specific, it just sums up Norm Macdonald, and, uh, I mean, you can tell that he's sick, and sometimes he was struggling a wee bit, but I think that just adds to the beauty of it, like, the fact that that guy passed away, it's like having a, it's like having a video of Robin Williams doing a performance or something like so, if I if I was that guy's family, I would be really happy that that was there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Is it like his eulogy? Like a personal eulogy? Yeah. And yeah. does he talk about that he knows he's going to die and stuff like that? Nah. Right. I'll need to watch
0: it, mate. It's good. I mean, at some points you're like, it's not that funny, but by the end of it, you're like, that was 10 out of 10. Right. Really beautiful. A beautiful mm-hmm. thing. So, highly recommended. Did you do any Zoom gigs yourself? I did, not in the house. I did, w- it was a weird one. I did one at the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow. And it was no crowd.
1: For their Saturday night thing? Yeah. Right.
0: And it was fucking dreadful, man. It was right. just terrible. Like- I watched
1: that religiously. Um, And like for the first maybe two or three, where Nelson was in the living room in Edinburgh and then it was cutting to like wee clips of people that they had sent in and I kind of felt like what you're saying on the Norm MacDonald thing, if you were going to do that, you need to change what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think that the thing that I was sort of, it's like these people are trying to do stand up to a screen. Mm -hmm. This isn't working. Frankie Boyle came in, I think we spoke about this before, I'm getting deja vu. I
0: I mentioned it but we never really went into
1: it. But Frankie Boyle read for a, a book. He came on and went, you know, working through a tough time and read some passages for a book. People in the, the YouTube comments were like, what the fuck was that for Frankie Boyle? And you're like, well, it was different. Yeah. He tried to do something different with a medium that he's never, probably never done before.
0: Was it jokes he was doing? No. Just a story? <laughs> yeah. Just
1: read, just read an extract for a book because he was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how to do this. So I'm just going to read for a book.
0: Here. Good on him, by the way. Because ego takes people to try and be funny and for him to say that this is not going to work, let's do something different is, like, fair play to him. Mm -hmm. But when I went, um, see, I think I was unlucky when I did it because I never done a gig for over a year and then I get offered it and I was on first and I felt like saying, can you not make me go on first? Like... I don't know how the Zoom gigs work. Mm. I've never watched a Zoom gig before. Can you make somebody else go on first, and then I can li- literally get affiliate? Mm-hmm. And because there was other people on my lineup that ha- have done numerous Zoom gigs, so that kind of fucked us a wee bit with nerves. And then I went on first, and for the f- I think I had ten minutes. For the first four minutes, it cut out. The live stream actually cut out. fuck's sake So people were just like, What the fuck's happening to the live stream? And uh aye. But then I was trying to have part with the cameramen or the staff in the in the venue, trying to just get any reaction at all mm-hmm. but that was a level of nerves that i've never experienced before it was different because mm-hmm. i went up because you've got bankers in your head right you're like i'll oh, dead jokes that i've done for 15 years i went up and i was like literally forgot what day it was like it was just a different level right. of stress with like, nerves with nerves right out. like i I was I was on stage, hold, holding the mic, and in my head, I was like, I don't even know, I can't even remember what day it is, never mind my bankers, mm-hmm. it was just blackout, and then my girlfriend at the time, I phoned her, and she was like, oh, look, it cut out, what can you do? And I'm like, right, what can I do?
1: Mm-hmm. Nothing you can do. I mean, that was all through just pure sheer desperation, was it? Like, to try and get something out there. I mm-hmm. thought it was a good idea thought it was executed pretty poorly, not going to lie through what i seen. I was only really watching it to be like, there's nothing else going on, Yeah. Is there? Like, during the, that first early stages of lockdown, you were just consuming everything that was going, that was sort of like, yeah. oh, let's see how this sort of pans out. Um, I, mate, it takes balls, to yeah. especially to do what you did, because when I was watching it, other than Nelson, who was comparing you know and and that's different like you can just sort of like whatever i think maybe maybe no maybe that takes an element of fucking courage and that to do that as well but people were Mm pre-recording and just sending in like wee videos um some people weren't even taking it that seriously mate i thought that it was quite it was it was it was sort of strange to watch yeah but do you think that there is a way that it can be done
0: I think there is, because Susie McCabe ran a gig. I can't remember the business. I actually had COVID, and I had to pull from it. Right. Um, it was this venue in the in the town, and they had this green screen. Room 2? Room 2, mate. Right. So it was a green screen behind her, and you could see the, the audience, really. Uh-huh. And that worked really well. That's not me pissing on the stand, by the way. The stand comedy club are the best fucking club in Britain, probably. Uh, I know they've tried, tried to do something different, but I'm sure people can take criticism. Eh?
1: It's, n- it's not even a criticism, is it? is it? To say you're a comedy club who has been doing, you know, people walking through your door, buying drinks at your bar, sitting down stand-up comedy for what, 20, 30, I don't even know. Yeah. To, like, now you need to become a live streaming expert. Yeah. I don't think that's a criticism, it's more no. just like a, you know... You tried something in a unprecedented times and it didn't work. But the room two idea that that sounds like a good idea. If you can see faces, I think there would be a way for people. You can react on Zoom, right? Mm. You can click a clap button. It would be good if they had the ability of like you know say half of the people hit the laughing emoji and Zoom. Well, laughs came over like a sort of speaker to let you know yeah. give you that sort of feedback. I think there is a way to do it. I think
0: that's the way to do it. The way Susie Mckibb was doing it. Right. Um, Because I, I had COVID and then she gave me a second gig and uh, I was just like, Susie, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I've got no taste, I've got no smell and I feel exhausted. Like, I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know what's happening. And straight away, she's like, I, I can't risk it. And I was like, right, fair enough. Of course. But I didn't want to walk in to a venue and put my colleagues at risk. So I was mm-hmm. pretty gutted that I missed the gig, but I'm being I'm trying to be a decent human being, you know what I mean? That'd have been an absolute cunt thing to do. Aye, absolutely. Because I know comedians, I won't name them, but they're like, don't give a fuck if I've got Covid, I'll go and do the gig. And you're like, you're a prick, mate. Aye, fuck him. or for the sake of 50, 60 quid or something. Anyway, you know how we were talking about uh, conspiracies? Mm-hmm. We've been talking about conspiracies quite a lot on this podcast. I found a conspiracy on TikTok. Okay. Paul, I swear to God. Strap this, in? What? Strap in? Strap in. I swear to God, mate, this is the first time I've ever looked at a conspiracy and I've been scared. Okay. As in, I can't believe it. If I Google this on my phone, will they know that I'm Googling it? I'm scared. Are they gonna track my like IP address and all that like genuinely like holy fuck so I mean I'll mention it on the podcast though Uh, (laughs) but it did scare me right and then see when I tried to Google it barely anything came up so none of it came up in Google right barely anything on Yahoo news and stuff I could find some stuff on tiktok and Twitter so basically the conspiracy is see Prince Harry mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. that's not the real Prince Harry okay the real Prince Harry is oh my god I've not put down his fucking name what a dickhead um, I think you sent me a link to this and I did please forgive me followers and friends Okay, so, I've got it up. 31 years old, his name's James Francis Alexander. If you Google it, you'll see a picture of him, and it's actually mental how much he looks like Prince Harry. He's claiming to be the real Prince Harry, found dead in an Irish hotel. Fuck, um, okay. right, okay. So, he wrote a book called The Real Prince ha- Harry A Lie and I think it sold 50,000 copies in the first week and then from what I've been seeing on TikTok and online I think it was the royal family that stepped in and sees publishers mm-hmm. they stopped selling the book and they banned it and you kind of get the book anywhere so so who These pictures that are here Is that
1: not uh, Is that not Prince Harry? What, him beside the horse? Um, no, there's like four 40s Man claiming to be real It's like four pictures look See it here?
0: Yeah who? That, al- that's no Prince Harry That's uh, Him? Like yeah. this James guy? Yep Wait, what the f- He fled England in January 2015 and sought stay in Ireland, saying that he was being followed and harassed by M15. And he had to. M15? Aye. MI5. MI5. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> MI5 will be watching this podcast like that fucking today I'm not even going to shoot that cunt <laughs> don't need to worry about Darren <laughs> M15 man <laughs> I like the assassins like I actually need to go to Glasgow and shoot that cunt <laughs> fuck's sake Queen come on MI5 M15 that's a road yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he had received multiple death threats by extremist supporters of the British monarchy Right. Uh, what the fuck? And then he get found dead In an Irish hotel room With multiple gunshots So how I think that's fucking mental hmm. That's the only article I can find Online about it by the way
1: Some strange fucking world news Thing Yes.
0: weird So Even if the guy was mental Why would he get found in a hotel room With gunshots Like what the fuck
1: aye, something alright about that
0: there's something weird about that Uh and it's because when he, supposedly when he was younger I think he was what was he gonna say I'm getting mixed up I don't know if it's because maybe Prince, the the actual the fake Prince Harry is still related somehow I think he was gonna tell the world that Prince uh, Prince Charles was not the dad
1: Right, so this sort of James Hewitt conspiracy Aye. that uh, James Hewitt's actually the the father of Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. So this guy's James Hewitt's son, and he was, I mean, amazing script for a movie. Yes, um, incredible. But um, strange that he's popped up like dead with multiple gunshots and uh, gun wounds, and uh, I mean the pictures are creepy. I mean that's Prince Harry that
0: you're looking at. Yeah. Might be his brother.
1: So there's three of them. So who's the is there anything in his book about who the Harry that we think is Harry?
0: I can't see that's another mental thing. They say they sold fifty thousand copies. I cannot find anything online about it whatsoever. There was a link to an Amazon
1: um account there, but it was an author account with his name, but whether or no you can actually buy anything, James books. Amazon, 666, nah, nah, there's nothing. So he, he sold 50,000 copies of a book and you can't find it on eBay or anything like that. Can't even find it in Google. What the fuck is going on here? Worldnewsdailyreport.com. There was a Corporal James Francis Alexander. Material and science writer James F. Alexander. So, I would say that that means one or two things, right? <clears throat> and I think it's important that you keep both in mind when you yes. sort of think about the situation is, is that one, the guy is legit and he's been deleted out of like available media, or he's full of shit. Yeah. It's one of the two, isn't it? Like, I don't know if there's
0: a middle ground here that's <laughs> kind of all or nothing for me. Well, my normal brain would say that he's probably full of shite. That's what I'm leaning. Because <laughs> why would the... I mean, supposedly he said that when he was a wee guy. He said, I'm going to tell the truth. So it came out the last couple of weeks that the Queen has got disabled family members mm-hmm. and they put them in a home mm-hmm. and one of them actually died like very recently. Mm-hmm. Lived to a very old age. Severely de- disabled. So if they were going to section disabled family members. Why would they you not know, just do that to him? They could put him in a home mm-hmm. or whatever. <clears throat>
1: Why would they just leave him? He just run free and spread this information. Yeah. Do you know write what... a book as well. <clears throat> I think, d- we was it me and you that had to add so many of <laughs> these fucking things? Was it me and you that spoke about that the other week about her sectioning? Or was it somebody else? Another podcast? I think we brought it up briefly. Because we were talking about GFK. Yeah, so I had a I had a Google about that <clears throat> after a conversation and the reason that has been cited that they sectioned disabled members of the royal family is because that was one of the reasons the Russians used against the Russian royal family as like a a way of saying, look, they're not special because the guy, the wee boy that was going to be the next Zara of Russia had a blood, what's it called when if you cut, you just bleed out, haemophilia. Aye. So he was a hemophiliac, and that get used against them and propagate and like Soviet propaganda as a way to overthrow them. Mm-hmm. Is that these people think they're special? Like he's get like he's disabled and it get used against them. So the British and their cousins. Wow. The British royal family and the the Russian, they're all cousins. The Germans, Aye. the Greek, they're, they're all family. It's one family that they all descend from. But um, they decided to hide away. The you know. People that were problems for that's them. it's horrible.
0: It's isn't it? horrible, mate. It? It's fucking disgusting. Especially the fact that she died recently as well. I know, The mate. fact that you know, I'm not justifying any of that behaviour whatsoever. But back uh-huh. in the sixties and seventies, maybe that's accepted. Maybe in the nineties and the eighties and stuff, you're like, here, wait a minute. We're in the rang here. here. Let's take them out."
1: I I love conspiracies. Uh, I don't get I don't get scared. Or like you nearly know, like, like I'm afraid to tell like, Google this and stuff like that. I I used to be about bit like that. I don't I find them quite fun though. Mm-hmm. Um there's a good one involving Harry that you know um so the the Queen's uncle who was the king during when the Second World War we spoke about that, didn't we? He he was married to an American divorcee called Wallace Simpson and they used that as the reason. For him to advocate the throne and give it to the queen's dad, um, but actually the reason he advocated was because he was a co- close personal, f- a close personal friend of Hitler's, oh. and didn't he want to go to war? and was going to go against like, the British government if they tried to go to war with Hitler. He believed in not in geno- not in the genocide of Jewish people, but he believed in the Third Reich and white supremacy, and of course they do. That's what keeps them in power, right? That they are special, God's chosen people, and all that fucking pish, right? But the reason that they allowed him to marry an American was because to become an American president you need to be an American citizen. And this is what Harry and Meghan Markle is all about, is trying to get an American trying to get a British monarch in with the American political class. Kinda in a sort of Omen Damien for you. Now, the Omen movies, that's the yeah. story of that. Like, the devil puts his son here to try and, like, infiltrate politics and become a politician. So that's like a wee conspiracy behind the sort of Harry, Meghan Markle thing.
0: So in 30 years, we could have a wee ginger-headed president?
1: That's directly in line for the throne of the British uh, monarchy.
0: That's a belteria conspiracy.
1: And it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it a wee does. Bit. It's like power and control, isn't it? But if we do get there, cite this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, back. Thirty years, we'll probably be dead. I won't be.
0: How no? know.
1: I'll be seventy, mate. I'll still be shagging.
0: <laughs> we'll still be doing this podcast. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and welcome to episode four hundred and ninety thousand. <laughs> what Rogan? He's going
1: to die in that fucking shell, cunt. I know. Oh, well. too much coffee, have a wee heart attack sitting in that fucking, smoking a big fat cigar
0: <laughs> let's move on for the conspiracy stuff because it does fry my fucking brain by the way, that actually affected my sleep that night, really? Aye, I'm very hypersensitive to stuff like that like I said about the JFK stuff, I needed to stop reading about it and I, I can't understand why people, I would never go as far as flat earth but I can understand why people get like that. Mm-hmm. You just have a bad day, man. If you're having a bad day, f- bad circumstances, you can just get fried. Your brain can get fried at
1: mate. I think that um, the the real deep conspiracy theorists are serial, and I, do, I mean this as an, as an observation, serial losers who want to find excuses as to why they've not been successful in life, and it comes down to, it, oh wait, there's this unseen power in the world that stops me from achieving the greatness that I could Aye Um, That's that's...
0: Illuminati fucking Orange whore You're like mate You work in a call (laughs) centre
1: I mean that's not talking Down people's like Life or anything like that But that's what I've observed When you see Especially when you watch The Flat Earth documentary Have you seen that? Like Beyond the Curve?
0: Not at all
1: Mate Watch it on Netflix
0: Oh it's on Netflix? Uh huh It's an official Netflix documentary
1: Um, And they prove to the guy That there's a curve There's curvature to the earth and he's like, oh. And you hear the penny drop. Um, it's a great documentary. I won't ruin anything. Is that front. the
0: guy that strapped himself to a rocket? No, I don't think so. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Right, there's some fucking idiot that strapped himself to a rocket to prove that the Earth was flat and he actually died. I think he broke his back and then he died with his injuries. So... <laughs> That's the kind of country you're dealing with.
1: That's a Darwin Awards button to it. This Aye. is like the modern version of uh, fucking whatever, like Darwin's theory of like you know newer in the intellectual age of information. <laughs> it's like if you can't process the information for what it is, and then end up strapping yourself to a rocket to try and prove that the the world is flat, um, do you deserve to die?
0: Yeah. You, yeah.
1: You said that, no me.
0: Yeah you do, or you deserve to get clipped We've spoke about population control in this podcast numerous times And we support it For people like that anyway Just give them five grand Look mate, if you want to believe that the earth is flat That's cool, here's five thousand pound You need to show us that you've had your testicles removed So you're not allowed to have wains (laughs) Population control Hashtag (laughs) Here I'd take five grand to to get my boss clipped
1: would you? Aye. Like, what do you mean by boz clipped? Like, your boz cut off or like making it impossible for you to breed?
0: Five grand to stop breeding. Right. To get my testicles removed, mm-hmm. you're talking a lot more. A unique? Aye. How much? It'd have to be like a million pounds right. or something. And even that, I don't even know. But to get the snap, five grand, aye nae bother man mm-hmm. would you?
1: I've got absolutely no want for Wayne so I'd probably I'd probably get the snap for five grand I'd probably get a snap for fuck all I've <laughs> thought about it before actually but if somebody was like here there's, there's a wee five grand if you go and I'd be
0: like yeah I, I would save a lot so. of fucking baby wipes if I get the snap. <laughs>
1: how? do you think shit doesn't come out? does it still come out? Uh, surely it does oh really? <laughs> I never knew that. I don't know either, mate.
0: Do you know... I don't
1: know... I not Google that.
0: Do you ever remember that mad charity? <laughs> I don't know why this popped into my head. There was a charity for America, proper Christian Texas, right, that came over to Scotland years ago. Mm-hmm. Project... Prevention, they were called. The right. only reason I remember this is because they went to Springburn. And I don't know if it happened in Springburn but it was quite sad because they only target addicts and homeless people and stuff. Oh, right. So they'd walk up to a homeless person or someone that looked like an addict and they would say we'll give you £200 if you show us that you've had to snap and you can't have kids. And I think they walked up to a woman in the street that wasn't an addict, so it was just a, nor- like, oh, I'm, f- I'm saying normal, everybody's normal, you know what I mean but they judged a book by its cover and they were like, we'll give you money if you show us you're not having kids and she was like, what the fuck are you talking about, like I work wild. in a nursing home or something like." Just a Glasgow woman, half paper a, round I'm A middle aged Glasgow woman <laughs> and I, I'm sure I remember that being in the paper.
1: Project prevention, what were they trying to prevent?
0: They were trying to prevent Addicts from having kids. That's wild. And they were offering money to the people.
1: I have heard people try and cite that idea as some sort of, like, groundbreaking intellectual, like... I've had this really great idea that while people are addicted to hard drugs, we should sterilise them. Yeah. You're like, okay, so you're now a Nazi.
0: That is that is a Nazi
1: I'm 100% sure. that's mate. what Nazis do 100% I mean it's as far as like gassing 6 million people it's kind of low down in the level of Nazi behaviour right but it is still the fucking workings of an absolute fucking control freak like what the fuck along with another great idea of just put them on an island somewhere build a wall throw in heroin let them just kill themselves like oh there's a great idea
0: yeah. Aye, that's pretty... I don't know why, it's weird how you remember shit like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I'm saying M- M15, <laughs> but then I remember a story in the newspaper for, like, 15 years ago. Project Prevention. <laughs> Project Prevention, I'm sure. I don't know if they're still a charity. Have you seen these fucking
1: idiots that are kicking about at the, the Sandyford, just as we talk about mad religious
0: fundamentalists? Yeah. Because um. we br- we brought that up a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, and they're still there.
1: Mm-hmm. They're getting worse, actually. Yeah. They're empowered because the police and the government are doing nothing about it because they're standing outside whatever this buffer zone is. I think there's like a there's a there's like a, a certain distance that they kind of go with. And the yeah, clinics. they're
0: across the street, aren't they? They're right. on the other. So the sandy fields there. There's a pavement, and then the road, pavement. They're on the other side.
1: We're on the other side of the wall. Aye. We're on the same side of Sucky Hall Street as the Sandyford Clinic, but the Sandiford Clinics get that's that sort Aye. of like street, um, Sandiford Lane or whatever.
0: They really are scummy bastards I
1: had to I was sitting in here the other day and I was look I was done with a podcast and I was looking at the footage on Twitter and I was like stoked myself. I was like, I want to go in there, man. Aye. I want to just go in there and take the fucking signs off them. Just, yeah. just just, be the bully that they are to the other people to them in and go, all right, mate, six, five hundred kilos, what you got to fucking say to me? I'm going to take <laughs> your microphone off you Aye. What you got to do? But then I'd get arrested Who are they, but? Mad fucking nut job Christians, mate Are they Scottish? Aye, mate Aye, Aye. Glasswegian, guy's got a glasswegian accent and He's got like this wee clip-on mic and a wee clip-on speaker And he's just shouting
0: obscenities about fucking Jesus at people that might. That's not even. I don't know what religion they are, but that I don't think that's a church. That is like you know how you
1: get church of Scotland, mate. Is it? Aye, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I'm sure they're church of Scotland.
0: Right, bastards, man.
1: They're, they're not a representation of Christianity or you know anybody that's an actual Christian that believes in Christian values. That's not Christian values, mate. That's mm-hmm. mental. That's fucking mental. Um, but mate, they're clearly. Why? I don't understand why the police can't just do something about it. Surely that's breach of the peace. Yeah. I mean, I know people have got a right to protest, but I don't think they've got a right to be able to fucking strap on a PA system and shout at people that they're murdering babies.
0: That must have some psychological effect on the females that are going in there. And it'll be long-lasting, like, post-traumatic stress. As if doing that is not traumatic enough then you have to add these fucking idiots to the situation. Mm-hmm. They should get castrated. You want to go Hoffer's £500 pound? will go around and say, here, mate, get your boys clipped.
1: I don't think they need castration, mate. <laughs> <laughs> They'll not get near a woman. <laughs> Fuck me, man. That's probably the point. That's why they're there. Aye, Again, they need their hole first. Back to the, the conspiracy theorists into it or whatever. They don't get their hole enough, man. Aye. That, that's like, these fucking... It's the same people that you see we <clears throat> were talking the other week at the Jubilee. These people that are pure... I love the Queen, the Queen. With her fucking mad, homemade fucking top hats, Union Jacks. Like, these people are unwell. Yeah. That's why they're fucking doing it. They've got nothing else going on in their life. That guy goes down there for like six, seven, eight hours a day shouting at folk. Yeah. He needs a job and a hobby.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm going home tonight for my fish and chips, my mushy peas for the Queen. Um, That was weird as fuck, that, wasn't it? What the the jubilee? I didn't. I, w- I didn't engage with it a lot of it. Mate. I watched five minutes of it, and the only part I seen was a hologram of the Queen inside a fucking horse and cart, and all these stupid cunts that are like mushy peas were waving at a hologram. Holy fuck! I mean, is that not just mental illness like, wrapped
1: up? I mean, I thought it was bad that people were buying tickets to go and watch a hologram at Abba at the oh. Hydro. I mean, that that's a but at least you're getting some music. You're having a good night. You know, people go to nightclubs, pay to go to a nightclub, yeah. and listen to other people's music that only there. But waving at an empty gold carriage
0: is mental. I can't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. And also, this tit for tat with uh, child abuse is just pathetic. Like I tweeted something about the jubilee being shite and this random guy by union jack was like Catholic priests and shaggy up your arse and all that right. and I'm like aye I know they're like that mm-hmm. I know the church is like that can you know equally hate both because equally I treat the both of them the same mm-hmm. They're both of them are scumbags mm-hmm. 100% agree with you I'm not going to pick uh, who's the best pedo <laughs> out of the both aye. of them pedo supremacy <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was an alright pedo him um,
1: Like the both of them are scummy bastards. It's weird, isn't it? It's like mental gymnastics Uh that's happening amongst people when it comes to that stuff. Like, no, but that wasn't the same. Okay. Uh Okay. Were people harmed? Aye. It's the fucking same thing, mate. Mm -hmm. Get a grip of yourself. And
0: they paid 12 million pounds towards the victim of Prince Andrew. Aye. So not only has he abused someone, it's also cost 12 million pounds to get away with it.
1: mate last week during the jubilee the number one single in the country was prince andrew's a sweaty pedo amazing that's the world that we live in who sang it i don't know some random fucking band all oh, right it wasn't like oasis
0: imagine how it was like texas or something i know
1: that. how cool would that be mate
0: i tweeted that day. charlene uh, Spritoni. spritelli spritelli i think i've got something wrong with me mate red group M15 Spruteri you know, Sp- and <laughs> Charlene Spaghetti I says I was meeting her the other day for a toastie and a up and another cunt <laughs> like like oh, I love Texas <laughs> are
1: you? no no okay
0: never met her before in my life <laughs> <That's Is>, toastie <laughs> is that Know what Twitter should be? just tweeting utter shite aye it should be instead of like um, you know the usual push that we see I don't mm. want to get cancelled here Dave Chappelle uh, Dave Chappelle's the black devil. Oh, Oh, here. That's another thing that's pissing me off. Uh, Dave Chappelle, obviously Dave Chappelle's a genius, right? And I love him. But Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are playing in London. And it's like £380 a ticket. (sighs) Then you've got Lou CK, a guy who wanks in front of people, is coming to Glasgow. And it's like £80 a ticket. All my mates are buying tickets for these shows, but they can't buy a ticket for fucking Greenock on Friday, to see the man, the fucking main man.
1: The original, the OG.
0: (sighs) What's happening, mate?
1: I don't know, man. The world's fucked, mate. Nothing makes sense to me
0: anyway. Should I just start wanking in front of birds? Because I feel like that would get me, make me successful. Wanking into plants like Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) I need a movie deal, man. I'm nearly 35. I'm sick of being a good guy. Being a good guy... Gets me nowhere. I'm going to wankier a cactus in Ikea. And hopefully that'll get me a Netflix special.
1: <laughs> You'll get the jail quicker than they fucking nutters when at Sandyford, mate. That's it, you end up <laughs> fucking getting hauled out with your fucking arms behind your back. I oh, no. it But that, that was a joke. But the world Aye. is kind of fried, right? If you want to go and protest the murder, a police officer murdering a woman, you're fucking tear gassed. Mm-hmm. and you're fucking hogtied, and you're thrown in a fucking cell, but if you want to go and stand outside an abortion clinic and scream absolute abuse at women, the police stand there and let you fucking do it. Yeah. That's, wh- what sense does this make? What world do we live in, man? It's yeah. it's weird.
0: As a young man, or a child even, I, I could, I was like warped by all that stuff, but as an adult, it is like looking at a, a villain in a comic book or something, and you're like, why the fuck is this happening? It's 2022. Like, the it feels like the baddies are running, man. It does, doesn't it? See, I... Also, see if I was... Sorry, mate. If, if I was walking my girlfriend or my sister into that clinic and the cunts were shouting at her, I think I'd attack them. Honest.
1: I think I would probably... I mean... I, I, as I was saying I had to stop myself as like just take a breath and these people are unwell and we should treat them accordingly maybe but oh, I don't know man they just scream like they've never been punched in the face mm-hmm. they just need a good fucking doing some guys do need a fucking good doing aye I've they had a, a good doing. few
0: they need a doing and a joint
1: or beef aye should just you know we, aye let's fucking spike the bastards aye
0: you do them right because you're bigger and you're stronger than me I mean psychologically I can get in their head you physically fuck them up you give them a joint and then I suck their banger they'd be away <laughs> within a week <laughs> let's give them post-traumatic stress <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> Aye. So, how long have we done just to check 45 45 minutes we'll wrap it up soon right we've got a couple of mere things to talk about Paul's got a driving lesson today good on you mate Um, There's a book that I've just started I actually get recommended to me. Right. Someone reached out to me actually on Twitter because I tweet a lot about like weight and food and someone was like, is that actually a joke? They said that in a good way. They were like, are you using humor to like deal with that? Mm hmm. And it was weird because, like, I feel like I'm past all that stuff. But right. those two tweets that the person mentioned, I was in a, I was having a low mood. So those tweets that I tweeted were I was fucked. Mm-hmm. But generally, most of the tweets about weight and food and stuff is a joke. But she recommended a book. I won't name her because she's, she's a good person. I, I don't want to name her. It was called Just Eat It by a woman called Laura Thomas, Mm -hmm. who is a nutritionist. I listened to some of it, actually, and she's Scottish. Okay. Sorry, I burped there. And uh, it's just about your mental attitude and your approach to food. To food. And also, it reminded me about you a wee bit. Um, Eating, Don't eat until you're hungry and i was like what like see if i never ate food until i actually experienced hunger Mm -hmm. i probably wouldn't eat much
1: well (laughs) you've just summed that book up really aren't you it's like um how, how to how to moderate your intake of food eat when you're hungry
0: yeah, but she talks a lot about, like, comfort foods, your attitude towards cheap meals, mm-hmm. uh, bad foods, like, saying, when it comes to Christmas, I'm gonna be a fat fucking sweaty cunt, uh-huh. but 1st of January, I can't have those foods, restriction, uh, fasting, all that stuff, like, only fast if it's healthy, don't fast because it's disordered eating, mm-hmm. so... Same with James Smith, he kind of covered that as well mm-hmm. Like
1: It's called intuitive eating
0: Is that what it is? Uh-huh.
1: Using your intuition, letting your body tell you When it needs fuel yeah. And eating then, rather than What we've became accustomed to Which is eating for pleasure Because yeah. that's not what food is for It's fuel um, And if you're not hungry, why eating? Just ask yourself, why am I eating?
0: Because it makes me feel like I'm coming
1: Right So then... <laughs> You're chasing, right? you're using food as a pleasure, yeah. substance which could lead to overweight or disordered eating. Yeah. Um, and she's right, Like this is something that has been, I don't know where it came from, I think it, when you look at it, it comes from the 80s and the fat free fad of like, chocolate's bad, salad's good, and it's like, it's just food. Yeah. That's all that it is. It's like, we are either off the wagon or on the wagon. And it's like, you can balance both of them through moderating yourself. Moderation is the key to everything,
0: really. Calories. So really, if you wanted a fucking bacon double cheeseburger and top of a pizza tonight, as long as you're not over doing it, you could still eat it. 100%. So You can have
1: what you like. You can yeah. eat what you like. Mm-hmm. You don't need to just eat meat and salt and water. You know what I mean? It's hellish. It's fucking horrible doing shit like that. But that that sounds like a, a an intuitive eating program.
0: Yes. Um, it does sound very good. I'm going to give it a listen to. It's called Just Eat. Her name's Laura Thomas. She's got Twitter, Instagram. I think you would m- maybe like her. Uh, she's got a weird American accent and I just heard a wee bit of a Scottish twang in there. She's got a wee she's Scottish She's fucking song. one of us. Laura Thomas. Yes, Laura Thomas, PhD. PhD, blonde hair.
1: Yeah, babe. Absolutely, babe. Blonde, but mate, it, it's also like I feel like quite a lot of people's problems come from overeating. Like, if you put too much fuel in the tank, like your mind, will be, you'll become hyperactive. Your mind will become overactive. In ne- that, there's like consequential outcomes to overeating. That's not just aesthetic we focus as a society we focus so hyper on how we look and we see food as a way to control how we look when actually um it it, that is true but it can mean so much more to you than that like if you're going to be having a, a long day podcast an interview writing stand up you need fuel for that mate yeah don't starve yourself fuel that fucking that day but then yeah. see if you've got a day where you're like, Do you know what, I'm gonna sit and watch Netflix and I'm gonna chill out the day, you don't need as much fuel. Yeah. So it's just about balancing that out, right? And if you in a Saturday night want to have a pizza, a bag of chips and curry sauce, and then on the Sunday you're like, I'm gonna fast that day, I'm gonna do loads of steps, and then that night I'm gonna eat what I seem as a wee bit better, healthily, like for me, then there, like yeah.
0: it's it's fine. There's a way to go about it. Cause I've got a, a fridge full of uh Do you know, I feel like I'm fucking past all that stuff, but when you get honest with yourself, you're like, yeah, I'm fucked. I've got a fridge full of I don't even know why I'm laughing, man. Uh meal replacement checks that people drink when they die. Do you know those <laughs> like when somebody's dying of cancer or something? Alright, oh, I thought you meant like dead inside. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody's in an old folks home and they can't eat the nurse will give them this shake i can't even remember what it's called right and it is genuinely like cement it's 300 calories it's got some vitamins in it carbs and stuff but it's 300 calories right and in my disordered fucking warped brain i'm like 300 calories i'll drink five of them a day and obviously i've not touched any of them so i've got about 46 shakes in the fucking fridge your shites would be Watery, mate.
1: I think it would uh, run right through you, mate. That's like <clears> heel.
0: <throat> yes, is that what it is? It's no <coughs> heel. It's right. actually like I feel quite ashamed in saying this. The nurses actually give patients them. Aye, right. It's no heel. Like you can buy it off Amazon UK. Right. Okay. Uh, but you won't get it in a shop. Right. Or in fact, you, I think you do get it in a shop, Aye. but it's no classed as a. As a health
1: thing I, or whatever, it's for like I, necessity. Like I, I, if you can't actually process food.
0: To be fair though, this wasn't me that came up with it. It was a boxer that I was training with, and the guy was Affy's fucking nut.
1: All oh, right, I spoke about him in previous I, episodes. Then, he was
0: Afy's nut.
1: Look, I think like Hugh right? Have you ever tried Huel? It's fucking rancid, mate. I mean, I, I'm sure you get used to it. I've done protein shakes in the past and they're fucking disgusting for the first week and then you start to be like, this salted caramel synthetic taste actually is all right. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, man. They do, they do weird things to your stomach. Um, this whole like perfectly balanced meal and just like 30 seconds of you make it, you know, you shake it up and you drink it. You don't need to think. You take the thinking out of dieting and stuff like that. It's like, what are you doing? Like, see if you're like 5am club and you're fucking working 18-hour days and you're like hustling and you're like, I don't have time to stop, so I use these things as a way to get vitamins and minerals into my fucking body. Go for it. See if it's like a control mechanism like, feeling like you're in control of yourself, that you don't trust yourself to be about food, you maybe need a, a psychological
0: fucking help with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've seen some adverts for these shakes, I don't know if it's huge. it might be huge. Mm-hmm. but they're like, are you too busy to eat? I'm oh like, here, wait a minute, nobody should ever be that busy to eat. <laughs> Like, you should have five minutes, ten minutes for something. You should never be that busy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of shit. I remember my mate when he was buying it, because see if you're with Bank of Scotland and you use the app, mm-hmm. they give you deals. Aye. He got the heel. He's like, no, I'll get got three months worth. I'll do all right for three months. No slagging him, because I would do the same and all. And then the second day, he's like, ah, it tastes like shit.
1: <laughs> of course it does, man. It's no fucking, it's it, it's shit. You're eating shit. That's what it is. Like, fucking, you I mean, it's, um, we, it, and I think this is probably quite unique to the West or, you know, we have a weird relationship when it comes to food. We see it as the devil. We see it as an enemy, as like to looking our best and all this sort of stuff. Is it really that important to look good? Nah. I don't think so either, mate. No, nah. It's hellish, man. You're miserable. You're mm. a fucking miserable person. Like, I seen a guy on Instagram the other day, where it was like, this is how low his self-esteem is, right? He's all big smiles. Pure, look at me. I live, I live a great life. Perfect life. He lives within a super rigid routine, which is fucking shite anyway. Yeah. living such a structured life is not living to me where's your room for play and happiness and all that sort of stuff I, I get it between 12 and 2 actually right fuck you like you can't schedule fun like mm. scheduled fun is not fun fuck off but anyway he um, put up a post this guy is ripped mate like beyond belief and he's like I'm doing a photo shoot next week and I just hope that nobody notices my calves and I was like Actually, I'd let like a chuckle to myself of like, really? Okay, you've just told everybody your insecurities. No people are going to pick on that. And you've told them that you've got shite calves and nobody would have fucking noticed. And then it was like four minutes later in the next story, oh, well, just take my top off and everybody will be distracted. And it's like, I think you might be distracting yourself here, mate, for yeah. something terrible that's going on through your head, such as that you're a fucking loser. And see, to be perfectly
0: honest, he is a bit of a loser. What, Sad to say. Is he Scottish? I mate. So, yeah, I mean, that is like an obsession, isn't it, really? What, what's happening? Is he just like, what's this structured living shit?
1: It's just all the same stuff that we talk about. It's like pure, I've read how to make friends and influence people. And that made it so that I could network so great and get my bros. And now I've got crypto and NFT and I get up at 5am and I do cold showers and it's just all that. And it's like an 18 hour task to task to task to task until the guy goes to bed and sleeps. And I think the most enjoyment that he gets out of his life is watching a game of football or a pasta dish once a week. And I'm like, mate, that's hell on earth to me. Yeah. Like, And the reason that I... I think I really hyper focus on stuff like that, As I lived like that for a long time and it was not fun, mate. Yeah. I kidded myself on that it was a lot of fun. I was like feeling good about myself because nobody else could do what I was doing. I would talk about the gym constantly. I would, t- oh no, I can't drink that. I can't eat that. And at any point at house parties, after I had a couple of drinks, all I wanted to do was take my tap off or arm wrestle somebody because I thought I was fucking Superman. And mate, see, when I look back at it, I'm like, I was an insufferable prick. Yeah. And now I look at these young guys and I'm like, you're an insufferable prick. Yeah. Like and the people around about you probably don't like you. And the only reason that they do is because you're surrounding yourself with the five best people that you know see all this stuff. Like, if people are negative, cut them out of your life. And it's like, you're gonna be with nobody, man. Yeah. You're gonna end up with nobody. And what are you gonna do when you become that negative person? When the negative thoughts that go through your head start to overwhelm you you're going to think something. Like, i seen this today, and this is what I mean. There's a person on my Instagram that believes that if bad things happen to you, that you must have done something bad. They believe in karma, right? And it extends past previous lives. And she's been going through a year of hellish ill health. And she had put on her Instagram story yesterday, I don't know what I've done, but it must have been something bad because I'm going through and I'm like, you're a human being. Sometimes horrible things happen to amazing people. She's an amazing person, mate. Yeah. She's an amazing person, but it's this, this is the type of ideas, it's the the same thing. You have a belief. This guy believes that achievement is gonna make him better than everybody else round about him. It's like that sort of like, my worth is based on what I do. Yeah. and what I put out in the world and then you've got another idea that what comes back to me I must cause, it's like manifesting and karma and it's like you've just created your own hell and your own fucking mind and, and there's no need for it Yeah, like see you as a person see if you sit and do nothing with your day, you are as worthy as somebody that got up at 5am and went to the gym and meditated and journaled and blah, 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 you are as worthy as them because we're all just humans trying to survive and see when we get to the end of this road, we're all going to die. And see your gym, see your your deadlift PB, it is not going to matter a fuck to you when you get to
0: that point. We all experience death sooner or later. I like that you said that, mate. Do
1: you know what I feel like? I do therapy, I've done thousands and thousands of hours of, like, connecting with people, talking to people, try to help them untangle this fucking maze that we end up in in life, try to figure out what does it all mean. It's meaningless. Your point of your life is to try and make yourself and the people that you know happy. That's it. And see, other than sitting in a room, like what we're doing right now, and looking in somebody's eye and talking to them and going, here's what I think, what do you think, and growing a wee bit at a time i don't think there's anything else to this we try and make it better with food drugs sex bullying dominating people climbing hills like extreme experiences like parachuting and stuff i don't think any it really matters like what actually matters is you're a human i'm a human and if you need something and i can do something to help you get that that I do that and I don't think no Darren's a negative person and I shouldn't surround myself with negative people nor this sort of pish man yeah. we're just lost in it mate we're all just lost in the sauce of fucking try to figure out what does this mean like
0: yeah I mate we, we know people like that go to the gym for four hours and stuff fuck off at least I've got a big banger though do you? yep prove it <laughs> it's flaccid right now oh okay you a grower? uh i am actually a grower if we're gonna get serious about (laughs) scientific. (laughs) like i could pull my cock out right now and you'd be like that is really sad give me 10 minutes man give me some baby oil and then you'd be like "Ah, holy fuck Mm -hmm. he's got a hog that's why he's cutting about like a man child very friendly childlike because i know that i'm packing when I put weight on it gets thick when I lose weight it gets long so there we go (laughs) was my rant about life there too much how? I don't know. How do you think I'm like going into a coping mechanism by <laughs> talking I about the size of a car? I don't
1: know.
0: No, I loved it, mate. I okay. loved it. That's the way you should approach it. That's the way it's true because you see people that climb up hills and do other shit. I-, I know people, I've worked with people that are like, I need to go to the gym today. If they don't do the gym, they're anxious and they're fucking, what's wrong with a walk? Do you know what I mean? instead of driving to the gym, what's wrong with just walking to the shops and back and doing 10,000 steps a day? You don't need to waste half a day in a gym. Like, I totally agree with everything you said, Mm Dermot. It's like, people are just making themselves mentally ill with situations that don't need to happen.
1: I think actually people are mentally ill and they use things like that to distract them. And the reason that you can see that is if they are too into it, they get Mm -hmm. too into things. Again, it comes back to the same thing with the diet. It's about balance. Like I genuinely believe that we need movement. We need to move our bodies. Like we're made to move, we're made to run and jump and all that sort of stuff. So just a a a basic bit of movement every day. A healthy, balanced diet. Again, balanced. You can eat what you like, just balance it. Some sort of form of like thought journaling to make sure that your mind is actually living in reality and you're not creating your own misery in your own head. And I think that have some sort of like um, goal-based activity, no matter what it is, just grow a wee bit every day, but it's like the world has decided that we need to grow. It's like, we need it all now. Like what's the, I, I, I get questions about this all the time. What's the best this? What's the best meditation app? What's the best journaling app? I need it now. I need that thing that's gonna make this life bearable um and it's like stop that see the people that are round about you go and talk to them find out how they are if you're not feeling great tell them that you're not feeling great let them help you you help them i think that's it mate i like for that me. that's how i try don't. and live my life mate and even sometimes i get lost in it and mm-hmm. decide that no do you know what's going to make me happy more money uh yeah. make my business better um yeah you know, selling out another gig—that's gonna make me happy, and it's like mm, make you feel good for a wee minute. But see if the if the engine that sits underneath it's broken, none of it will matter to you. No more, it will just be something else will be needed.
0: You, it's funny that it reminded me of the hair transplant place. Um, the guy that gave me my hair transplant said, "You take us, you take seven days off work. You can't exercise for seven days. You need to rest." See the amount of people that were like, I can't do that. They've not got seven days. And also, it takes about a year for your hair to come back and grow. And they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, right. a year. Can I not get it right now? Aye. So they don't need to realise that shit like this takes time. Five minutes. Five minutes. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> um, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Look, quickly, I want to recommend some films. I've been watching some amazing films. Dragged across concrete, right? Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn, fucking brilliant, by this director called S. Craig Zally, and he did Brawl in Cell Block 99 as well, and uh, Bone Tomahawk, amazing films. Get into them if you watch them. Tell me how you you think about them. Um, I just want to thank P and bathrooms again, no on Kirkendallock Road and um, that was episode 31 also please buy a fucking ticket to come and see me in Greenock, please and uh, that's it you get anything else to say? no mate, are you happy? I'm happy mate I'm happy as well I'm getting hard on now (laughs) Uh, thank you very much everybody and see you next week (laughs)